Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 13, Moon Dance, in which Daphne accompanies Niles to a ball and the two become intimately acquainted for the very first time. Kay, simple question for you this week. Have you ever been, or can you, dance... <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> I just uh, the grammar of those sentences <laughs> kind of collapsed midway. Have you been dance? <laughs> Have you, you dance good? <laughs> um, does does our like primary school discos count as a dance? It absolutely does. I'd love for you to tell our listeners more. I've been to that then, but I never actually danced because we were sufficiently young that the girls stood on one side of the room, the boys stood on the other side. And we mainly just ran around the corridors, not doing an awful lot. And just snorting crushed monster munch like it was uh, narcotics. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember uh, the cha-cha slide? I do remember the cha-cha slide. I used to really cut some shapes to cha-cha slide. (laughs) I mean, that's a big one. I thought you were probably the best dancer out of all the lads in our school. What? What? No, I wasn't. Just think of the kids who were in our class. I don't remember any of them being particularly good dancers. Not I, mean, I don't remember you did... being a great dancer, but yeah, I wasn't. by process of elimination, I think the, you won There it. wasn't too much musical. Like No one played an instrument or anything in our in our cohort, did they? You know, That's no... absolutely not true. Tom Tom did. Tom played the trumpet, yeah. didn't he? No, he did not. Violin! The violin! Violin! Sean is disgusted with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the violin. I mean, I, that is a great instrument. I've always kind of secretly wished I'd learned that. But yeah, I mean, have you ever been dancing, like, you know, with Shan? Is that something she ever wants to do? Like, Key, take me dancing. Does she ever say that to you? <laughs> <laughs> she like, never like, speaks to me like that. Not your Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be able to dance, actually, mm. because I, I watch, like, Fred Astaire and, and that sort of thing. I think, wow, that looks amazing. If you can yeah. dance, fair dues to you. Um, but at the same time, I have absolutely no rhythm at all, mm. or coordination, or any of the things, or balance, or any of the things you need to be able to dance. Um, I did say to Shan that when lockdown is over, if there was some place that did live music and it was, like, a dance hall or something like that, I would go. Mm. But one, I don't know if they've even got them anymore. I've never seen a proper dance hall. Yeah, they've, they've kind of suffered the cuts of, in the arts so, you know, communities, I think. They've kind and, of been the first on the chopping block. And I just am a very bad dancer. Like, when I used to be in, like, plays and stuff, like, they'd, they would change my dance scenes because I got it wrong so many times. So, okay, well, we'll say that your character can't dance. We'll throw in a line. <laughs> and then we'll just, we'll use that as a basis for you messing up every single step we tell you. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, I mean, you could do the box step, couldn't you? That Niles and Daphne doing this. I think that looks quite... It, it does, but after it gets very dull very fast, I yeah, feel. Yeah, it does. You have to kind of throw in a couple of, you know, I don't even know what the spin is called in dancing when you twirl their arm around. That's probably got a very specific name. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I've never been, probably wouldn't want to. I mean, at a wedding, you know, I'll stand there and I'll kind of... I just sort of move my shoulders a bit. But. Yeah, if, if if Shan and I had to go dance in in public, I would probably just like we just sort of sway a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just sway. <laughs> that would be it. Just like a little willow in the. And wind. everyone are looking. Oh, they look. He looks so intimate, doesn't it? And it's just really <laughs> like I have no idea what I'm doing. Just, just pretend. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear from listeners how your dancing is um, and when the last time you went dancing was. I can't imagine it was in the last. 12 months considering the world yeah. has gone to hell in a handbasket um but please let us know shall we took ourselves into trivia corner this week okay let's do it mate excellent so i believe Corey and hamish for various reasons have been under a lot of a lot of stress and pressure and feeling a little bit under the weather this week as always i've said to them both the trivia is a wonderful bonus it's never expected so they never ever have to feel guilty for not getting it to us however they have got some questions across a few listeners have and 
their little group of quiz masters have also saved the day with some trivs. So, let me sort out what we have here. <clears throat> um, okay. Okay, so Corey's kind of sent everything in one compact post, so I, okay. I will begin. Okay. Trivia number one. And these are all dog-themed. These three questions are dog-themed. Okay. Three dogs are named in this episode. What are their names? Okay. There's Ginger at the park. Yes. There's Lucky in the call with at the start. How he's have like, you got that? He's like, dog. Pack, pack the kids off with Nanny and Pop Pop. And, um, Put Lucky in the basement? Yeah, something like that. Put Lucky either in the basement or in the yard and find the sturdiest kitchen table you've got. And, and let the postman ring twice. What line that is. <laughs> the third one. The third dog. Um... Oh, is it? Is it Eddie? It's Eddie. It's not, oh, okay. It's Eddie. I didn't want you to think too hard there and psych <laughs> yourself out because that's uh, it's tough. But yeah, nice little question there. Um, question two: What is the first of Eddie's toys we see in this episode? Um, banana. Yeah. <laughs> he drops it on the floor right before Martin covers him with a towel. What do I think of when I see a banana? Okay, read my mind. Come on. How long have you known me? What do I think of when I see a banana? You think it's an excellent source of potassium. I do think that, but I'm thinking <laughs> The Simpsons. Simpsons? Go banana! Oh, <laughs> I genuinely watched episode yesterday. No way! <laughs> yeah. What episode is that? Is it Das Bus? Yeah, Das Bus. What um, a ridiculously Ra- good episode. Ralph is just trying to get his banana going. That is one um, of the best eps. Oh, what an, what an episode that is. Oh my god. Zeppelin rules! <laughs> and Otto drowning. Um, okay, question three from the trivia of the dogs. According to the article that Martin read, what is the progression of most intelligent dog to least? So you want the breed of dog? Yes, please. One. I don't know why I went with a little finger there for mm. you on screen. One, Border Collie. True, and that, that is common knowledge. They're very smart. Very smart dogs indeed. Little sheep. Two is <clears throat> Poodle. Correct I think Border Collie was seven seconds. I think they can do it. And then like a Poodle was probably about ten, based on how long yeah. he counts his watch. Poodle. After Poodle, I think Beagle. Yes, I would not have remembered Beagle. Then I think... Am I looking for two more? Because I've got two in my head. Yes, you, ha- yes, you are. I think it's German Shepherd. Yes, it is. Then Labrador. And I'm surprised that Golden like a Retriever isn't in there because yeah. I associate them with being really smart dogs. They are really smart, and you think of like I mean Labrad it's Labradors that are seeing eye dogs mostly, isn't it? Not Golden. Oh, I thought that was a Retriever. Oh, is it? Is it Retriever? I always thought Golden Retrievers had like the long, soft fur and got an oh, eye. I, I thought yeah, uh, yeah. And, they... la- and obviously, seeing eye dogs normally have the short, stubbly fur like a Lab, but I could be way off. Oh, I, don't, I only know one person who's got a seeing eye dog. And it's a retriever. And it, it looks quite fluffy. Well, there I you always go. have to tell myself not to go and stroke it. That, it's, like, oh, it's, he, it's tough. It he is looks tough. like such a good lad. <laughs> they, they are incredible seeing eye dogs. I just think yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, but yes, well played, Keith. So I've got some questions from Hothouse Orchid, Niles Crane, and Run For Your Life, and Road Warrior, um, who is a, a new new Quizmaster. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to ask you Hot House Orchids, then you can do mine, and then we'll, we'll come back to these. So, what brand gets advertising in this episode? Oh, yeah, this is this is really I, good. 
I think I know this because I thought it was quite strange because I think Niles makes reference to a Snickers. Yes, he does. Um, and it, when did know, they just go didn't... from Marathon to Snickers? Were they always Snickers in the US and then there were a Marathon here and became Poss- Snickers here? Possibly, that would make sense. Because I always thought, man, the 90s, actually a Marathon. But but like, because our, our parents' generation, I don't know anyone marathon, in our parents. Yeah, we would refer to it as Snickers. Yeah. Um, Are you a fan weird. of Snickers? No, I'm not. I don't, oh, I I don't particularly I, like nuts. I, I um, like peanuts, but I, I'd never willingly buy a Snickers. Um, no, I mean, for me, Snickers and Bouncy. You're, you're leaving those get in the pile. Get out of town, <laughs> yeah, what chocolate. You doing? Yeah, what are you doing there? I try and surround myself with people in my life who would eat that so that I don't have to. Mm. That's how I, I make acquaintances. I mean, not friends, because I'm not trusting someone who willingly Not friends. <laughs> I must stress that. <laughs> um, what does Maris dislike? Second question from Hot Ass Orchid here. A very specific mention from Niles. I know this because oh I feel like it's a word. motto for my life. She dislikes public displays of rhythm. Yes, she does. Um, I dislike public displays of rhythm. Fair dues. We're just glossing over the fact that you are literally on 100% right now. <laughs> in, in what an incredible It'll go form. wrong. This It'll is, this is top notch. Um, let's let's lower the tone. Ask me yours, okay, please. <laughs> Come on, let's let's puncture the, uh, the balloon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question number one. Lay to continue on, the 100% we're oh. listening streak. <laughs> Come on. Come on. How long yeah. was Frasier with Freddy? Oh my god! I I feel like it's a long weekend. Um, so, but you must say you must. You, is it days it, he, or hours? It's days. He hasn't he hasn't gotten a flight just for a few hours, mate. Oh. Um, you, when he comes back into the apartment, uh, um, yeah, towards the end of the episode, a, and he says, he says "I've just had throat. X amount of days." Seven days makes sense, but. I'm, I'm gonna say three days. I think that's a real underestimation, but. Three uh, days. I've got six days. Oh man! How strange! Says, I had six days. wonderful days with Eddie, and I'm still with Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Eddie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Freddie, um, mm. I think actually he says Frederick. He doesn't say Freddie, but um, and then he says, and I'm still technically on holiday until 10 a.m. Okay. I Absol- don't want to hear anything you've got to say. Absolutely buzzing to have burst the hundred percent on the first ask, first of asking. So, <laughs> question number two. Yeah, I'm going with a visual one on this one. Oh no! In the opening credit, well, in the animation sequence, mm-hmm. what color are the balloons? Is it red, yellow, and blue? It is red, yellow, yeah! and blue. Yeah! Come on, baby. <laughs> You, we eat you, you come for me on the animation. I don't miss. <laughs> I don't <laughs> miss. Let me put this gun back in its holster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third and final question. Can yeah. you get a passing grade? Oh, no. What are the three things that Ginger can do in the sense of what does his owner you know, uh, ask him? Do do your taxes. Do my taxes. Yeah, do my taxes. An turn, incredible yeah. line. Um then the other two are Monday and Petrix, so I, I can't remember them. Maybe roll over. Um, uh, yes, roll over's one. Hey, so one, and, one last. And one. then the other one, I would just say play dead, but ah uh, no. 
Tama. The other one, um, I think it's Catch a Frisbee. Catch a bloody Frisbee. Do, Ginger, do my taxes. That is <laughs> that is up there in this episode. It's one of the best lines. Um, okay, Martin I didn't... has some wonderful lines in this episode. It he really does, actually. Um, so I didn't get a passing grade there, Key. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Will. I got a passing grade... Two out of three on the third question. Yeah, uh, I mean, if we give it to you, as, if we made it three, so it's out of five, then you got three out of five, which means you just got passing grad, my friend. Oh, my God. Look at that. I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> I'd have to look down to see cloud nine um, to quote this episode. So back to the trivia key. Niall Crane in the coffee shop when Martin is talking to Niles and still doing the dance classes. There is a guy in the background. What is he doing that you might not see today? Mm. He could be doing a lot of things. Yeah, he's doing something that's very, very nineties. I would say, um, a little bit anachronistic now. This could be anything from he is at reading a real life hard copy newspaper. Nice. He People is... still do that, you know. <laughs> I, I've never seen anyone with an actual newspaper. My mum and dad buy one every day. <laughs> do that. I mean, admittedly, it's the sun. So calling that a newspaper is <laughs> really, really, you know, a stretch, but. Um, okay. Is he playing Snake on a Nokia 9210? No, he's not. And that would be <laughs> top notch. For a camera to pick that up. He's on a payphone. Um, oh, okay. Trying to call her. But yeah, he's in the background behind the little... Uh... Also, you can absolutely still get payphones. Yeah, but I mean, people don't use them. I mean, come well, on. I've used a payphone once in the last five years. Uh, what? Yeah, I was um, I was at Euston train station and my phone had died and I found a, a pound on the coin a, a, a pound on the a, a, pound a pound coin up. on the floor. No way! Uh, and I used it to go to the payphone and call my mom and tell her that I'd missed my train and I was going to be late. Oh my god! I should have. I needed to do that the other day because on Saturday my phone died at three o'clock in the afternoon when I hadn't been using it all day. That's how crap this this piece of ass is. Um, and everyone was worried sick. So. My phone doesn't like it when it gets cold. If the temperature drops more than three degrees too quickly, it's like it will just there. it will literally just drop to zero percent. And if you plug it into charge, it will automatically start up again at like sixty percent. And I'm thinking, what what are you doing to me? Man? Can't live with them. Can't live without them. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, another one from Niall Crane for you here, Key. In the Nervosa scene where Daphne asks to go to the ball, what is the similarity between her bag and her skirt? Hmm. Just realised I forgot to start the stopwatch for this episode. Are uh, they both like... Is it like a plaid or a checky pattern on both, maybe? I'm looking for floral. They floral. both have a floral design. Um, so thank you, Niall Crane, there for do some you know, nice visual cues. Do you know a thing that used to be a long time ago that used to be really cool that we don't oh, have anymore? Me having a 100% record in trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to that, mate? What happened to that? Yeah, really? I it just sort of went out of our lives just, so quickly we didn't uh, even notice. Well, youth is waste on the young, mate. And, uh, <laughs> okay, Run For Your Life says, what is the name of the woman who asks Niles on a date at the end of the episode? Bonus point if you get her surname. I think her first name is Claire. Yes, it is. And her last name... Bum, bum, bum. Barnes? Spot on. There he is. That's the man we know. (laughs) Right. Final question of Trivia Corner this week from a new quiz master, Road Warrior 2000. Great username. What is the name of the caller and who is the famous voice? Okay. I've got a question. I thought when she speaks that she says Arlene, but then I think Frazier says Marlene. And I don't know which one it is. It's Marlene. It's Marlene. I'll give you that. The famous caller... 
I've got no idea. Um, it's a woman. How about I? How about I say she came up in last week's episode, and technically, the episode before that. Nicole Kidman, Jodie Foster. <laughs> You've done oh, it again. You, you know how it is, everyone. Please find me one person on this planet who doesn't get Nicole Kidman and Jodie Foster mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Um, but some excellent, excellent questions. I was just about to say, do you want to ask me yours? And realise you did ask me yours. Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't scanned at all, screened them for any duplicates, so we did pretty good there. Um, but yes, lovely stuff. Thank you, everyone who who wrote in, um, and Corey for organising as always. Shall we get to the review, okay? Yeah, let's do it, mate. We already know what the animation is, but tell us as as is tradition. It is three balloons, yes, and fun is. fact, they are red, yellow, and blue. I don't know who told you that, but I bet he's really good looking. What a nice oh. fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this a new animation? I think it is. I didn't. It, it it jumped out at me. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. It's nice, so. oh, but it does look very. I want to say it's one of the more dated ones. Um, I thought the colours looked quite sharp. Really. That, <laughs> wow, sharp is one word. Um, do you know what this weirdly reminds me of? This is a little tangent I'm not going to go on for too long, don't worry. Do you remember the Sony Bravia advert from about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when there was loads of multicoloured bouncy balls going down a San Francisco street and Heartbeats by Jose Gonzalez is playing? Um, vaguely. I think it like, set the Guinness World Record or something for like the most props used in an advert, like 200,000 bouncy balls. But I see these little pops of colour and it just reminded me of that weirdly because I love that advert and that song. If anyone listening loves Jose Gonzalez, you get in touch. Um, also, a little tiny bit of trivia, which we've, we've not done before, but the theme tune for this episode, I have a feeling, couldn't say for certain, but I think this is a, a new theme. It's one that goes dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that one I'm on about. Do you, do, you, do you listen to the theme? What the hell are you talking about? You know, you know the opening jingles change? What? You'd not notice the opening <laughs> jingles change. They change? Yeah! <laughs> what? There's probably about six or so across the whole show, and every episode has a different one. Um, and up to now, so for, for season one of our podcast, I used the one jingle. Have you not noticed the beginnings of these the season two of the podcast is a different jingle? I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm not great at always listening to the podcast. I can't believe you hadn't noticed. Oh my god. But yeah, this is this is a new thing. It's something that goes dun 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 dun. And I've been waiting for this because I really like this one. And will become eventually one of our full season opening themes for the podcast. Maybe even next season, who knows? So. I feel like this is a really big thing for you and listeners, and I'm not in on the joke it at all. It is a big <laughs> thing, honestly. I just wait, I'm letting the side down here. Okay, the brand. Um, anyway, enough about themes. Ring- all, all I can think, this is one of the problems with doing Zoom, is that we're having this conversation, all I can think is, God, I need a haircut, because one side of my hair is just sticking out. I don't know what's going on. It is long. It is looking long. It's good, it though. You suit it. You suit it, Jeff. It, it, I don't. I'm not... Not on the one side of my head, but it's just you got, like you got good floppy hair, whereas mine is like as thick as a as a Lego man, so you can't really like <laughs> you can't move it when in the wind. Um, we're in KSCL, Marlene. Can't believe she's on. She's kind of going nuts here. She's having so many issues. Fraser saying your problem, please. Like he's like, yes, you're on your problem, please. He kind of really 
this is very McSession-y. Like, yeah. he doesn't even give a shit. He's just like, come on, come on, Marlene, what's your problem? We're on a time yeah, he's, he's D-Mob happy, isn't he? He's about to go on holiday. Yeah. He's like, Marlene, I don't really have time for your crap, but I'm being paid for it, so let's yeah. get it over and done with as quickly as possible. Spit it out, girl. Um, um, Let the Postman Ring Twice, interest- interestingly enough, is a famous book, um, which I actually had um, recommended to me fairly, fairly recently, I think. Um... Is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically about uh, a, like a rural drifter who stops at a, a rural Californian diner and works there for a bit. Um, but it is. Did you know it was a real book, or did you think it was just Fraser being clever? I thought it was just, just a really good Fraser line, and no. I'm a bit disappointed now. I've got. I, I I don't know if the book has like an erotic element to it, or um, I assume it does. Otherwise, it's a who, really. Who ad- recommended it to you? Oh, like a, a, an academic, because oh, it's okay. like it's it's linked to um. There's some small town stuff in there, and rural America, and kind of related to my research um but yeah so a bit mccessiony from fraser here um now the guy stepping in for fraser while he's oh, away dr gareth wooten Gar- noted podiatrist he's <laughs> done this before because ros yes. says let uh, the foot you know i can't but i hate when that foot freak subs in for you if he's what? so weird and so niche why would they have him on multiple times i don't know and i have a Oh, why then do we never see him when Fraser is ill or in any other times where Gill has slotted in or um, Niles has had to fill in? Why wasn't Gareth doing it? What's Gareth been doing? I mean, I, I, I get he's been writing the, the thriller that is Bunyan's Blisters and Corns. I'd but, read that. But still, Gareth, get your game together, mate. You can, you can multitask. Get your game together. And also... I think any kind of physical diagnosis, like a podiatrist, it cannot be done on the radio. What are yeah, someone going to fold up and say, I've got this weird-looking thing on my foot? Mm, it, that sounds it like, like well, yeah, it's red. It's um, red. It's about the size of a 5p. <laughs> yeah, no, this this isn't going to work. Um, so, kind of funny to get the foot freak line from Roz, but I don't really think they thought this this bit through. I mean, how a podiatrist would work on the radio is... It's kind of beyond me here. Um, I'm, I'm, I do. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I love Roz's line at the end of this scene with. Uh, really? Hey, Frederick Crane, you just finished the first grade. What are you going to do? I'm going to Butterworth. No way. Like, this line gets a lot of flack, you know. Does it? Yeah. I like it. I like that you like it. I really do. Because um, you're making me warm to it. But I always didn't like this because I just think it's really forced and weird. Um, See ya. I, I kind of like it just because that's my my thing is um i don't know it also reminds me of the simpsons episode with i think it's like i don't know if you'll have seen it because it might be too late in the episode you've seen but where um homer and a load of people from springfield end up going to the super bowl and they end up in the the dressing room after the game what season not not the one not sunday bloody sunday yes yeah, sunday yes yeah, oh, yeah sunday. I, I love that episode yeah yeah um and and one of the players he's like yeah i'm going to disneyland or disney world or something and he's yeah. like really because i'm a travel agent i've heard nothing but bad things <laughs> and, and that's my thing now I, I do so I'm like yeah let's go to disneyland and no one stares at me because no one gets the joke oh and like, well, man no, we've got to be back at work on Monday, mate. We can't, we can't go, mate. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Now you I can know. say you're going to Butterworld. Let's all go to Butterworld, Butterworld. I mean, Colonial Williamsburg does look like a slightly interesting place for maybe a day out and stuff, but... I wouldn't. I wouldn't go and churn butter and tan leather, personally. Um, it those sounds artis- quite hard work. It does. On a holiday. Those artisan crafts don't necessarily appeal to me. Um, not particularly. Au fait with that that kind of industry. I, I did think maybe it's just me. I thought uh, Fraser's bag in this scene looked particularly leathery. 
I did not notice. Do you, do, <laughs> do you think he's got some prior tanning experience? Is that what you're saying? Possibly. Maybe he's really been getting excited and building up and practicing. Maybe. maybe. It maybe very leathery. Some, maybe a little pot of butter in there, you know. She's <laughs> testing. Um, Eddie with the towel on. I think he's very cute. Back in the apartment now, Martin obviously trying to do the trick for him. Just Eddie just sitting there with the towel balance on his head. Yeah. Just, just great. See, it brings... Yeah, for me... Because they say if you do this with birds, they fall asleep, don't they? That if you if you trick a, a towel on a bird, <laughs> the bird will think it's night time and just fall asleep. Who's going around chucking towels on birds? <laughs> well, someone tell Chris so, Packham. He's not going to stand for that. I was um, in a in a the kitchen one day, mm. um, and the back door was open. Oh no! And a pigeon just flew in. Okay, pigeons are rats. So. And I was panicking, and I thought. What did Martin do? Chucked a towel on, on Eddie. And there's that thing, it makes birds fall asleep. So, Pigeon was sitting there, I thought, I don't really want to go near it. What I'll do, I'll chuck a towel, it'll fall asleep, and then I'll pick it up, touching only the towel, and just chuck it. And he can keep the towel, I don't need the towel. And what happened? I missed, it bounced off his head on the floor. <laughs> Where and at this stage, it, it pissed him right off. And he just started <laughs> flying around. And I had to go outside and sit in the garden because he'd claimed my kitchen. <laughs> and just wait for, the, for him to leave of his own accord. Whilst the night, I, I stepped very, very shamelessly back into my kitchen. Where is this, this narcolepsy towel idea coming <laughs> from? Like... I, I swear it's a thing that... Birds fall asleep if there's a towel on there because it's dark and they think it's night time. Like, oh, it's night. How stupid do we think birds are? Like one second of darkness, like oh, it must be night. Bam, I'm asleep. Um, <laughs> what do they do? I mean, if it was a pigeon in my house, I'd be throwing something at it. It wouldn't be a towel, believe me. Um, <laughs> anything that causes the most amount of damage. Um, Niles comes in now and he's kind of a bit peed off that um, there's something you know, Maris has been mentioned in the society page and she's out cavorting with various, you know, Pearson Broad. Water, I think is his name. Um, I thought this might get asked as a trivia question. Oh, think... Yeah, it was, it was going to be a trivia question. And mm. as I was writing my trivia questions, I forgot the note I'd made. But, yeah, I, at the time it was said it was going to be a trivia question. Do you not think society pages are a weird idea? Like, well, I don't even know. I always hear the term. But what even is it? It's just a double yeah. spread in the paper about rich people and what they've been up to. Yeah, I don't get it at all. Maybe... Nah. You you have to be in a certain elite class to even know about it, or maybe it's more of an American thing. But it it does seem. I mean, is it just the equivalent of a gossip page now? Um, Possibly, or, but for like not tabloids, more for like you know actual people of substance to quote, which I mean is you know problematic. It's a strange that. one. I've never ever. I mean, I don't know particularly any socialites or anything like that, but. I've never ever heard of like a society page in real life, or it just—it seems a strange concept to me. Who's who is sitting there, other than the people going to these events, hmm. who don't really need to read it because they have been there and knew who was at the party? Who who is sitting there and thinking, "Oh, I wonder if I wonder if Mimsy went with uh, with Bruce again." And, Bruce, you know, <laughs> the man with I the chili know. dog on his breath. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a weird concept. So, if anyone can shed light on this. Um, I have a feeling Ludicrous Poppinger might be able to. He seems like he might know. He's he's got a good way with words, and I feel like he's probably seen a society page in his in his time. Um, Marta is is Nars's current mole at this point, yes. learned, which is is really nice um, and kind of consistent with the fact she wanted to come with him in in um, the last time I saw Maris. You know, yeah. can we come with you? Um, so you know, I like that there's that continuity going on. 
And I like Martin is really sweet. I think to Niles in this episode, oh, I think telling so. him, you know, you're a catch. You've got to, you know, don't see yourself as that geeky kid you were in high school. You know, yeah. you could have all the women after you. I think he sees him really through a father's eyes. In yeah, this, this yeah, scene. like he is, he's idealizing him here rather than thinking, oh man, who's this? How has this kid come from my loins? You yeah, know, he's actually yeah, exactly that. Um, do you not think it's amazing that he's only had like one girlfriend, unless you count Dora, who was a pen pal from Guatemala or Puerto There was Rico. the girl in the fourth grade who lured him to a stairwell. That was, yeah, that was a dark story. <laughs> so, <laughs> where's this going? Where's this going? Something that does not sit well with me. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, Niles, he's a bit socially awkward, but, you know, he's got a lot of money, he's smart, you know. You'd think he'd, I suppose, he'd be but it depends. It depends on the age he got with, with Maris, because presumably he's... I mean, we say he's got a lot of money, but, I mean... They, they certainly aren't... I wouldn't say that prior to... You know, obviously him and Fraser have done very, very well for themselves. But I wouldn't mm. say that as kids. They're probably certainly maybe upper middle class. Yeah. But I wouldn't say they're true upper class in the sense of the no, elite. elite. like Maris would be upper class. Yeah. Um, um, and I think that if, if he met Maris... I mean, do we, do we know how he met Maris? I can't remember off the top of my head. It must be mentioned at some point. It seems mad that we don't know, but... I don't know. But I can imagine that he was young, like early twenties, when he met Maris, and mm. I, it's not. I think it's not completely implausible that he didn't have a girlfriend, say through college or university, as we would call it. Yeah. Um, because I can imagine he's the sort who just got his head down in the books and didn't really cavort with other people. Yeah, a studious man. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 just an interesting little tidbit we learn about Miles here, and this episode's pretty good for that. Like fleshing him out a bit and i've put yeah martin gives sage advice here as, as you've you've really summarized really well um just yeah really really big fan of this um i mean we have now the bit where martin i don't know if he's in the apartment or he's getting off the elevator and he's moaning about think, ginger um yeah i think they're they're in the lift yeah um he's talking about ginger and then we have the wonderful bit where he's he's taught eddie some tricks because eddie's a thinker he's, uh, yeah. he's now thinking where did I put that banana? <laughs> um, I, I was, it's, it's really good delivery, actually, from John Mahoney. He's just, really funny here. Like, it's, it's so funny. And also, it's so believable. This is something every bloke over the age of, like, 60 who's got a dog, I can see them saying, it's like, now he's thinking, which one is my banana? Just, <laughs> where the heck did I leave it? <laughs> it's just really sad as well, because you just think, you know... Eddie is, is so much like his life at this point that, you know, Eddie's not going to be around forever, you know, in kind of the world of the show thinking here. Um, and yeah, you just, you know, these moments like this where you think, oh man, you know, people that really fall in love with their pets in this way, it's, you know, that's why they're amazing, but it's, you know, it's sad as well. Um, Marjorie Nash, can you remember what she's the heiress to? Is it? The yogurts with the fruit on the bottom. Yes, it I is. Think. Do you ever eat these? I literally think I have some in the in the fridge downstairs. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a big. I'm the guy who has um, like the corny yogurts. We oh. have like chocolate digestives or the strawberry shortcake. strawberry shortcake, and you put it in. And I have those. All I eat is strawberry shortcake muller corners. They are god tier. What about toffee hoops? You had toffee hoops before. Don't think I might. I might. They like old once, school, but I don't really remember. They them. came in the three pack with banana choco flakes and vanilla choco balls um oh yes no yeah i have yeah, yeah they are, they are See, i never used to because i don't like the banana ones no uh, i'm not this, a huge fan of i'm them. not getting the bang for my buck here whereas the 
digestives and the strawberry shortcake, I can eat all of those all night long. See, weirdly, I think the digestive one's a bit bland um, compared to strawberry shortcake. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Strawberry I shortcake's mean, <laughs> king. You know? Honestly, I'm like, it's been a good day. I'm going to show me. I'm going to crack you up. <laughs> I'm going to show you a good time. <laughs> um, so the, the 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 dance they're going to is called the snowball. I don't yeah. know what your Harry Potter knowledge is like, Key. Mine's not great. Is the 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 ice ball they have in the Goblet of Fire called the snowball? Am I misremembering there? I didn't think it was called the snowball, but certainly I think it's got that sort of vibe about it in terms of that is obviously a wintry ball. Um, this is a wintry ball. They're all very glammed up. There is, there's definite parallels between it, but I don't think it's called the snowball as the name of it. Maybe it's just called the winter ball, the Yule ball, the Yule ball, the Yule ball. There you go. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I immediately thought of Harry Potter there, but um, yeah, snowball. As as you say, got a nice little vibe there. Maris dislikes public displays of rhythm, as we, we found yes. out earlier. Um, and this is where I was going to ask you about dancing, but I decided to bring that to the fore of the episode. Um, I love Niles's, this is boring yet difficult, <laughs> when, he's, yes. when, when he's learning to dance. That could be applied to so many things. Like, Honestly, it could. Learning to do anything for the first time. You're like, oh, this is boring yet difficult. Um, really like that. Um, again, we've said John Mahoney kind of knocks it out of the park in this episode. His delivery here, and he's like, well, you know, if you can jump, skip rope, or catch a ball, or you know, kick a ball, and they just go, mm. they just got to get some and walk Just, I'm just thinking this I mean, look on his face here. Even the bit where Niles earlier on in the episode comes in with the society pages, and he's like, la 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 la, I'm saving it for after dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good, isn't he? This is like one is. of his best episodes. Up but to it's now. quite strange though. Is when he finishes that line, it's like he doesn't really know what to do next, and he's just like. Goes back to reading his paper. <laughs> there's some. There's a moment later on in the episode near the end where something very similar happens to that. And I want to know if you caught it, um, which we'll get to. But there's a weird like you don't know who to look at with on the camera, and if you look at the wrong person, it, the scene feels really weird. But I'll, I'll get to that. Um, obviously, they're they're dancing now. Niles is like, I'm a dancer. A dancer dances <laughs> when yes. like Daphne's just thrusting her posterior into him. Um, you know they're having a good time here. You know, if yeah, I was I, Niles, I'd be milking this for all it's worth. I I absolutely love that because obviously he's just um, he's just found out that Marjorie can't go to the snowball. There's no point in them learning on dan- learning dancing anymore because he's mm. not going to be going. And then he's just about to tell her. She starts thrusting into it. Like, what, 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 what were you going to say, Doctor Crane? I'm a dancer, 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 <laughs> dancer, dancer, and then bam, in goes the proverbial derriere. Um, so you know, top notch there. Um, and I do not blame Nas for uh, for enjoying the moment. Coffee count this week, and I should say at this point, Steve Mutum, admin extraordinaire of Fraser Fan Club and Sydney Ass Basket in the uh, in the mailbag. Um, he is currently undertaking a rewatch of all the episodes we are up to now. Because he wants to double check the coffee count for me because he knows it's become really difficult, which I'm immensely grateful for. He's also keeping track of some extra stats like alcohol drank, um, some other interesting things. Um, so really, really excited to hear back from that. I just wanted to give Steve a shout out because we're very grateful he's doing that. Um, but as of as of my current coffee count, this will probably be adjusted. Um, I've got three for this episode. I think it's... Uh, is it Fraser Niles and no, no Daphne, Daphne Niles and Martin? That's it, Daphne. Although I don't know if we actually see Martin Niles and Daphne. Yeah, 
Because D- Daphne says she's going to go get them drinks. She brings three back to the table. Does she actually bring them back? I can't remember. Yeah, if she did. I don't think you ever see them drink them, but you know. Again, why is why is Daphne getting the drinks in? Because sort again, it out, lads. She is clearly on far less than than, than Niles. Yeah, he, he, could, I... he could be putting his hand in his pocket and buying them a cappuccino. If, if your if your income is like four times the person you're you're dining with in any capacity, you have you owe it to them to freaking yeah. pull your finger out and buy. Um, um, so yeah. But before she comes back, I well, yeah, she goes off to get the drinks. But I love. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Um, I love Martin and just his little story about the coroner. Just the, the one line here from this episode that made me genuinely laugh out loud. Can you from this story? What do you think it is? It's either coroners have their own bars. It's coroners. Yes, it. it. Coroners it, have their own bars. <laughs> corner, corner, corner bars. Um, oh, even that, the other one I was going to say possibly was um, was him saying every time we got a corpse in, I was like, I'll take this one, lads. <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, yeah. Also, it's like you're sticking your hand in the toaster. It's like, well, my muffin's stuck. Um, great line. Great isn't line. It? I just feel like Niles over the course of the show has so many euphemisms for how hard up he is um you know in sexually speaking um yeah pretty coroners with their own bars yeah love that line how long were martin and hester separated i don't know because i didn't ever think they were properly i assume separated. this was after her affair um, yeah I'm, but, I'm assuming going back to but, was it beloved infidel when? yeah but I mean, martin basically confessing here he was almost in love with someone else and i just like yeah he had a what? bit of a crush on her yeah um, like, and he told her and i was like what's the deal here like they must have been separated for a while but this is never mentioned again unless he went around and was like listen i've been separated like half an hour and i think you're really great you have you got drink? time for a quick one <laughs> um you know, you could throw the corpse off the table and um, make, the, <laughs> make the postman ring twice. No, let the coroner ring twice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I don't know. Um, an interesting question here. Um, a great another just brilliant Martin line. No, Eddie, that's Mister Pig. <laughs> just yes. the fact it's called Mister Pig. Um, pig just, banana. Pig, pig banana. banana. I just I just love this so much. I just think the delivery of Mister Pig is is hilarious. Um, Frazier, um, um, oh, sorry, you're gonna say. I was going to say, just before that, obviously, Niles does finally now come clean to Daphne that Marjorie can't go. He's not going to be going to the dance. She asks him, yet yeah, Martin seems somewhat annoyed that Niles says yes. Because at this stage, Niles isn't even misleading her. He's just taking... Yeah, I know, she wants to go. Um, yeah, obviously Martin thinks he's going to say something he can't take back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I'm like, you would have fun. You're just saying, you're a great catch, lad. You can do it, you know, get out there. And And he knows he likes her. But she's out of your league, so Mm. not with her. Just aim aim realistically, Niles. Stick to your lane, Niles. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think, you know, it's Daphne's own volition here. She She wants to go to the dance, so... You know, let Niles have a good time. Um, Fraser comes into the apartment now. He's back, but he doesn't want to hear anything. Obviously, he's directing. That's why he's conveniently uh, tucked away in this episode. You're going to say something? I was going to say is that um, obviously Daphne's gone out with Niles. Mm-hmm. She was with Joe last week. What's going on with Joe? Where's Joe? Has we, she asked Joe? We did briefly mention this last week, didn't we? And I think has yeah. Joe has Joe gone? I don't. I think. I think. I think her and Joe break up in an episode coming soon. Um, and 
when is it? I don't know, but I feel like it happens okay. soon. I feel like she comes home crying or something, and like, like they're having. Bre- she's telling an anecdote about when they had breakfast, and then Joe suddenly said he didn't want to see her anymore. They really rush through it. Um, oh, if that if that rings a bell, I always to feel you. I get mixed up with him and Eric the Red in terms of breakup stories because how like with Eric the Red she was on about how he had to focus on his music and all that. Mm. Yeah, I mean I he had think... special blends to be making, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> 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 special blend. I'm never never gonna not mention the special blend <laughs> if you mention Eric the Red. So, um, I love the line about Eddie's on again, off again romance with the Ottoman from from Frasier. Yes, about <laughs> the little uh, the little footstool. Um, I put here, Frasier's face is priceless. Oh, this is when Daphne comes in her dress and Nars picks her up and suddenly he's like, oh, I want you kids home by 11 or whatever. Frasier just kind of staring at the door because he's missed everything here. Um, really, really funny. It's it's, 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 a, it's a good gag to have Frasier just completely out of the loop here. Yeah, it's a really nice, um, complete 180 from Frasier, isn't it? That he's like, I don't care. I don't, whatever you've got to say, I don't give a damn. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going leave me alone and then boom. sees this and like dad dad what's going on yeah, tell me, tell me, <laughs> Eddie, can you hear something <laughs> um and then we we get to the snowball just for tonight could you call me niles the way he repeats that line when she's like oh i don't know <laughs> just for tonight could you call me niles um really 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 funny i also completely forgot um that she does call him niles in this episode because famously she calls him it in the Winnebago after something borrowed something blue. Um, yeah. In and the dish run away with the spoon, and that's like a moment where the crowd go, <gasps> you know, like the, the yeah. studio audience love that. And I was like, oh, that must be the first time she calls it him. But no, she actually does call it him here, and it kind of gets no reaction whatsoever. So it, I wish she didn't hear, um, but it makes sense. It makes sense, um, for sure. Um, who is this person that comes up to the? Oh, uh, Lacey. It's Lacey and her husband Andrew. What a pair. Do you know who I've actually much rather had was the one the the the, the people who made their money in timber last week? Gabby and something Bendicott. Bendicott. Yeah. Dirk is it? Dirk. Well, I senior white. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have really liked to have a nice little throwback to them. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. There's no need. Maybe for a it. scene where they're dancing to Kesha's Timber. I'm going down. <laughs> I'm yelling Timber. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. love it. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if there's anything else we can get you, let us know. Perhaps a murder suicide pact. <laughs> that, that's a funny line. Um, and just really quite dark for Frasier. I mean, murder and suicide. In fact, those words probably get used a fair amount in this show, weirdly. Surprising amount. Surprising maybe, amount. Maybe, maybe it says something about us as an audience. I think it does. Um, we now have to imagine in the in the concept of this dance, Niles is rising up from the favelas of Buenos Aires as some kind of lowly street urchin, urchin or whatever whatever the scene Daphne sets is. Um, but like when she's like, you know, oh, we have to keep our bodies so tight and not even a chink of light can get through. They then proceed to do a lot of moves where there's when plenty they're, of they're light far, getting through. <laughs> plenty of chinks of light getting through there. Um, I, I do love during her dance sequence that the um, like the conductor just stops and's like, yeah, and yeah finally. Look, someone really appreciating this. Look at these two. Um, I mean, Daphne really gets into this. Um, they both yeah. do. Um, but I mean, she's got to be as aware of Niles here as the subtext of what's going on. I mean, you can't dance like that with someone and just feel nothing. Um, ultimately, at the end, that's what she was doing. You know, I had no idea you were such a good actor, and it's a real gut punch. Um, yeah, like, the two of them here, quite... it's insane, the chemistry. Yeah, and I find it quite weird, actually, that she can like turn it on and off so fast. And because... 
She's not that kind of like, person. When it's coming out like, oh, you're dazzling, you're brilliant, um, I, adore I adore you. You. <laughs> you feel like at that stage, you're, you've lost all inhibition. You have gone in for it. Yeah, like you're all in. They're going to kiss you know. now, and they're going to kiss for real good. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, you know, they, they do kiss, don't they? They, they kiss in this scene. Um... And it just—it sounds—it seems weird that then it is nothing to her at all because it does really seem like they've fallen into it, they've lost each other in their arms, and then nothing, 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 just... <laughs> nothing. Um, now the kiss here is extremely passionate. It's a big moment in the show. Um, we know Reclia, our resident Daphne and Nars fan, will have got a big kick out of this. Um, just, yeah, it's a big moment. And I just think, you know, it is a gut punch when ultimately Daphne kind of says, I had no idea you were such a good actor. Um, and like this, this is the thing I was talking about earlier in kind of a, someone not knowing what to do after they've given their line. She says, I had no idea. No, we really fooled everyone. Do you think they were fooled? She kind of turns and looks around and she just kind of, she kind of scans the room a lot. Whilst Niles is obviously sitting there going, you know, frowning, shaking his head. If you watch Daphne's face, it's really weird. She's just kind of like looking around at the room. It's, Ooh, well, need, it's, we'll do it. it's so odd because the camera's on both of them. And I'm like, you know, Kelsey here directing. He clearly wanted to get them both in the shot, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, oh, I feel so sorry for Niles in this moment. It's such a gut punch. And you wouldn't know what to say. You I'd really be wouldn't. Devastated, man. It's it's not that you've even been rejected. It's that you've given everything and they just haven't even noticed. Mm. They just thought it was a game. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I've just I've been extremely aroused on the dance floor and now you're telling me this. Uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 tough going. Um, yeah. I mean, Claire Barnes comes along now. Um, you know, thank you, but I don't need any. Does he say I don't need any legal advice or something? And then she's yeah, like, he says I'm, I'm probably happy with my attorney. I'm probably happy with my attorney. So no, if you want to go dancing, um, so dancing is clearly something the society people love to do here. Um, you know, they're at a dance. She's referring to more dancing to come. You know, yes. do these people do anything else? <laughs> it's a bit like uh, Homer when he goes. I was thinking about donuts. That's exactly what I was... More donuts to come. That's exactly what I was referencing, honestly. <laughs> this is just stupid telepathy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, it's it, it's, a, it's a really, really good episode. The Kelsey's handling of the dancing choreography, really cool. Um, you know, those the kind of aerial shots and stuff. Big, big fan of that. Um, can you remember what the post-cred scene was? Oh, did you watch that post credit I, I oh, yeah. do really like the fact that mm. Niles starts to walk away and yeah. then the little walk back when he says I'm ready now and he gets the card yeah I, like I really this. like that because it really shows real growth in his character and it's not only that he's um, that he's moving on from Maris but I think in a way he's moving on from Daphne as well it, it's um, tough for the audience, I bet, at that point because they were so ready for something to happen here and now it's like oh god maybe nothing ever will happen you know yeah um it's it's pretty intense. Um, yeah, but it's I think it's a really nice, I think it's really well handled actually. They they show it, it's a it's a nice moment which I think shows real growth in Niles and and it allows them in a way to reset the the Niles Daphne dynamic because otherwise if we'd have carried on with him being so clinically obsessed with Daphne as he has been up to this point mm. that you feel that it would have just been this would have been all he talks about for the next the rest of the season. Mm. Um, and so it gives them a nice out that they can they can sort of put this in its box and move on a little bit. For sure, for sure, very well put. Um, post credit scene. Can you remember what that was, Ker? Is it? I think 
the banana. It is him literally showing him a picture of a banana and how yeah. it's spelled on a piece of paper um, to try and get him to to, to, to recognise the banana. Uh, maybe just calling it Mr. Banana might help, you know. Clearly Possibly. clearly adding genders to the toys has in some way helped. So who knows? <laughs> Give it a title, an honorific. Uh, is this episode in your top ten? Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> what a question. I said to you at the start before we came on, on air that it was it was a real toss-up and it's it's... You've got to make a decision, kid. It's on the brink. Mm-hmm. It, it, I really, really do like it. I mean, it has some fantastic comedy relief in the form of Martin. I think all of Martin's lines are so funny. Surprisingly so, I forgot all about him in this episode. You know? Yeah, I, when I when I think back at this episode, I really just think about the dance. You think the dance yeah. dominates more, but it's only about six minutes of the episode, maybe even less yeah. than that. And just so many of his lines, like, where the hell heck did I do with my banana? <laughs> See, like, now he's thinking. so... <laughs> So funny. The bit, the bit about him and the towel. That, I think that's a really nice bit. I mm. like that. The the build up of Daphne and 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 Niles in the in the living room. You know, dancing as she thrusts into him, and he goes, "I'm a dancer, I'm a dancer, dancer." <laughs> um, and then just the tenderness at the end of of the way that you know, obviously the build up, the kiss. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And then she lets him down. Because it's just it's a, it's an act to her, mm-hmm. and his his coming to terms with that and reconciling with that, and then the the growth and development that we see of, of Nas's character at the end. I think it's a real strong all rounder episode, and that it's it's emotional. There's character development. It's got a lot of so there's a lot of personal growth, but it's also very funny, particularly in the first half. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it in my top ten? Though? I don't know. Is there? I think I've got. I don't know. I don't know how many. I'm really talking it up, here, okay. Yeah. I am, and that's the thing. Because mm. I wasn't sure, and I was halfway through the episode, I was thinking maybe it should be in my top ten, but mm. I just don't know if I'm going to put it in my top ten. And then there's a season or two down the line, like, oh, actually, I really like this one. Can I change? Mm. Um, well, you cannot I, change, okay. I can't even remember the ones I've put in my top ten so far. I, I think you've three. put author, author, travels with Martin, and the innkeepers. No, um, an affair to forget, and the innkeepers. Oh, putting four. So you've had four. I think I've had three. Um, Travels with Martin, My Coffee with Nars, and The Innkeepers. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Look at, look at you. We're about to use your fifth, and I'm still sitting pretty on three. Does that mean that this is not on your top ten? It is so close. And I put in brackets. Yes! I put in brackets. It's so damn close. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say listeners the time. It's not in my top ten. Oh, listeners! <laughs> but it's close. It's close. It's not. It's not as close as breaking the ice, which is eleventh. Um, but it's it's close. Yes, it's in my top ten. Oh, <laughs> that came out of nowhere, man! What the hell? <laughs> I'm gonna regret it in a season or two, but I'm like, I really like this one, but now I can't put it in because there's another one I really like is coming up, and oh yeah, I feel. I'm worried I'm going too early of my top tens, and I'm just getting mixed I, I, up between episodes. I think episodes. the show tends toward better quality in in the first five to seven seasons. It um, does. I just don't want to get to the stage where we get to the latest season. Like, oh, actually, I really do like this episode, but unfortunately, I've already used up my picks. I mean, so. I, I I don't want to say because it's a spoiler, but I mean, there's quite a few of the last seasons where there's not going to be a top ten from me. Yeah. So that's just naturally how it's going to be, I think. Um, but. Love to hear that for you, Key. Um, it's so <laughs> close to me. Probably 12th, but it's not in mine. Um, Kenby Burling, what do you make of this episode, Key? And what's his favourite dance, please? Oh, I I think that he likes a um, 
a sexy salsa. Mm. Yeah. Is he really up to like just get the chest chimmy in? No. I think so. He's got like a proper gold medallion and rips his chest nice. open. Nice. Uh, rips nice. his rips his shirt open. No, it's a reveal of the hairiest chest you've ever yeah. seen. Um, I, that um, but I think we all know Kennedy's a wonderful dancer. I mean, he was the rhythm of the night. Uh, that, yeah. that is what they call him. <laughs> this is the rhythm. I don't know. Thank you, Keith. No further explanations needed. All that remains is to play Whose Crane Is It Anyway? Where I give oh, Before you... we get to that, can I ask for your actor pick? Oh my god. Well, I didn't even do the actor pick. Um, <laughs> yes, you can ask, Keith. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I've gone for Daphne. Oh! Finally, after all this time, I've gone for Daphne. Man, if people listening, I know Reckley in particular, who's been waiting for this moment for a long time, would have been going, why are you doing the actor pick? Um, but yes, I... Although we haven't mentioned too many of her lines, it's... Yeah. There's so much more going on to her role in this than... than the, the dancing scene, I think she's brilliant. Um, when she's teaching Niles, she's brilliant. Um... Just generally, I think she's really great in this episode, and it's it's just the most she's ever had to do, and she's like integral to the plot, and you're so invested in her in this in this episode, especially at the end. You're like, God, man, you know she is a goddess. Come on, Nas, get with her. It's it's Daphne for me, okay. Now, I'm gonna. Don't worry, you don't have to have picked her. <laughs> they don't have to have picked her. It's between, as much as I love not, uh, Martin's lines, and I think Martin is really, really funny in this episode, it is between Daphne and, and Niles for me. Mm-hmm. And I was I was umming and ahhing, and I feel a little bit like if I go Daphne, I'm doing it because I know everyone wants us to well, go if Daphne. Well, if you go Niles, we've got a nice, you know, we've got the, 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 the union. Um, yeah. It, I it, think... Niles is the centre point here, so... Yeah, you know. and I think Niles has that really nice blend. He has really, really funny lines. Mm. In this episode, you know, I think I've, I've already quoted three times a bit about a dancer dancers. He's got so many funny lines. And I also just love the way he really comes out of his shell on the dance floor with her. Mm-hmm. He really, we see that real, real raw vulnerability to him that he's doing. So, you know, it's something that he can't do. He's bad at. I mean, for someone like Niles, who is generally good at, you know, he sticks to things he's good at. So that he can he can look down on other people. Yeah, he's he's exposed himself by doing something that he's he's not great at and shown his vulnerability. He's mastered it. He's really finally let loose his emotion with Daphne, and then that crushing disappointment that for her it was just an act, mm. and then the way he then picks himself back up off the canvas to take the the phone number as he walks out and really starts to move on. I think it's a real pivotal moment in his character development for me. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just as as much as I love, I, I really do like Daphne's episode, and it's very very close in terms of actor pick. I feel a little bit like if I picked her, I'm only picking her because I haven't picked her already. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the episode in isolation, for me, it's it's still Niles just about. So I'm I'm gonna go with Niles. It's good justification. I could easily have gone last as well. Um, and again, you know. I'm not bowing to public pressure here. I I really do think Daphne kind of steals the show in just one, just how you know good she looks in this episode she dances so well she is like the centerpiece of like Niles' affection here and she kind of becomes the the center of the the audience's affection as well um 
I do think she's the kind of beating heart here. A vision in red, as uh, to, to paraphrase Niles. Um, I, so, I can see you doing a bit of tallying there, Key. Do you maybe want to yes. uh, give us a mid-season update on actor picks? So, I'm just doing the numbers now, <clears throat> which is, is very exciting. You're crunching all... those numbers like ginger. I am. Um, <laughs> the, fact gotta... of, the fact Americans have to do their own taxes to me is, is insane as well. That's something we haven't talked about. Because obviously it's all I mean, taken care of over here. Um, I mean, for most of us. But I mean, obviously we have like, uh, we're, you know, you're employed, you have uh, pay, which means it's just... All your I guess, yeah, if you're off. self-employed. But you can do self-assessment tax returns yeah. and things like that. Um, okay, okay. So okay, I think I've got the numbers. Okay, so. Here we go. In terms of best actor picks. Here we go. Um, so in terms of just this season alone, I think what we've got is as follows. I have gone for, including this episode... I've gone for Frasier six times. You've also gone for Frasier six times. This is this season, sorry. Yeah, this is just this season, nice. then I'll do a complete roundup. So love it, love it. Frasier six times each. Mm-hmm. Niles, I've gone five times. You've gone three times. Ooh. We've both gone for Martin once. We've both gone for Bulldog once. Both gone for Roz once. But you've also gone for Gil once and Daphne once, whereas I've not picked either of them this ah, season. Which one did I pick Gil for in this season? You did it. It was one where... Is it the one where uh, the, the Frasier's like... The, when they were going to do the strike. Well, yeah, when they negotiated. The one with his red BMW. Yeah, you I gave think, it in for that one line. Yeah, I think that was yeah. it. Um, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So in terms of the total roundup... Here we go. Okay. I have gone for Frasier 25 times, Niles 18 times, Martin 12 times, Roz 3 times, Mm -hmm. Lilith and Bulldog are both on twice, and BB is on one. Wow. On yours, Frasier is on 31, (laughs) then it's Niles on 12, Martin on 9, then Roz on three, Lilith and BB both on two, and Gil, Bulldog, and Daphne are all on one. Wow. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, Keith, for keeping that tally there. Really appreciate it. And also, Emmanuel Seller obviously has sent us that spreadsheet. We're going to try and get to it at some point, we promise, um, so you can see your pie chart. But if it means at the end we have to kind of put it together ourselves because we get sidetracked who knows um but yeah lovely stuff key uh shall we hop over? oh no i've got who's crane is it anyway to play yes. um so it's one word key and it's invited invited who uses the word invited i think i know this oh you're kidding me i think i actually know this is it i think is it Martin, and when he's talking about the coroner, he's like, oh, I invited her down to the, the corner bar. Like, coroners have their own bars? It absolutely corner. is. Well played. I just thought with the whole, there's a ball going on, the society pages, you might be thrown a little bit there. but See, because I, I still, because invited is past tense. And I don't think it is... I don't... I, I, was just, yeah, I, I was maybe thinking you'd be like, oh, why wasn't I invited to this? Or I've been invited to the snowball. I don't know. I was thinking oh, maybe no. you'd go down that route. But well, well played, okay. Um It's my own fault for picking from a very iconic moment. Um, shall we hop over to listen to mail? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Excellent. Raz, who's our next caller? Uh, so we've been sent in quite a bit this week. We might have to abridge a few of these because there's quite a few long ones. Um, but 
we've read them all. We appreciate you sending them. Keep them coming. Um, Sydney Aspasket puts, fantastic. Even when you gents find an episode that, in your own words, is not in your top 100, you still put on a great show for us to listen to. Well played, you arrogant bastards. Recently, you mentioned the phrase Sherry Niles, and I've rewatched the first three episodes of season one this week, only to discover that the first time it's ever uttered by Frasier to Niles is in the episode Dinner at Eight. I wonder how many times it's said throughout the show. Someone had said on Twitter, actually, Brad. Brad Beinhoff or Beierhoff? I need to check. Sorry, Brad. I know you'll be listening, um, but your name, your surname escapes me. Um, up to the point we're at now, Sherry Niles is only asked three times. Wow. I know. It's obviously he might say, I'm not going to drink in a different way, but that that's such an iconic line. It's only been used three times. Um, finally, you discuss Fraser's age again this episode. The first mention of his age is in the Crucible, and Martin says, for God's sake, Fraser, you're 41. So he is about 43 at this point. All the best, Sydney. So uh, next up, we have Ostex99. Um, I hate the Bob episode so much, I almost <laughs> skipped the podcast this week. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. But I'm glad I didn't. It was very entertaining, even if it was about one of the bottom five episodes in the series. Um, the podcast abruptly cut off for the end. I just thought you should know I was listening on Apple Podcasts, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, I was very grateful for this. A few people pointed this out. It doesn't anymore. I re-uploaded it on the same night. Um, but I have no idea how that happened because it's like I, I listened back to the, the version I'd exported and it was fine. So I think Audacity played up, basically. Um, so it's fixed. If you want to go back and listen to the ending, you can do. Um, Queen Shortcoming put, Great show, guys. Agree that Bob's harassment culminating in the sneaky squeaking KACL creeps me out so much. Also turns out Frazier will give his age on his birthday towards the end of this season. 43, there you go. And Ross's extra syllable in Squirrel is so subtle to me, but the extra one y'all put in with your accents is a lot more noticeable. Squirrel. Lol. All the Americans I know say it with one syllable. Squirrel but never stop doing your American accents. I think they are so funny and quite good. Speaking of which, I am so sorry about this, but I am I am in the Thought Will was Australian <laughs> at first club. Another one for the list. Thank you, Queen Shortcoming. I find it so hard to believe there are Americans out there that say squirrel. Um, yeah, I, I've never, I've it, never heard strange. this. Maybe I've just never seen or heard an American pronounce it before up to this was point. It, but Out of curiosity, did you think the Will was Australian and that I wasn't? Because we're from the exact same place. We so. have the same accent, but I don't know. I'm, it's weird. I, mm, it's a strange I one. You pronounce words better than me, I think. I don't I'm, think I do. I'm more like, you know... Kate, you're a smart man. Mate. You're a solicitor, for God's sake. You that doesn't know. matter, man. Doesn't you're matter. a very smart man. <laughs> um, okay, you might want to bridge Blue in the North. It's up to you. Uh, yes, yeah, so next up we have um, Blue in the North. Uh, good one, guys. Uh, the Good Place episode will nice call out to Pavement, my very favourite 90s band. Mm. Um, I've got several of their records in my vinyl collection and listen to them all the time. Uh, they also point out that... Um, Darcy Carden, who plays Janet, actually comes from their hometown of Danville, California, mm. um, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, next up, uh, Moondance. Wow, a very classic episode, and of course, in my top ten. Uh, oddly, I think every episode where Frasier is away is wonderful. <laughs> uh, actually, I agree with that, actually. Generally wow. speaking, they are pretty strong. Where's the Frasier love? <laughs> um, I don't love Rosie's delivery of Butterworld. Always weirds me out, and I have no idea why. There you go. Um, I love that Martin is convinced Eddie is brilliant. Feels that they feel the same way about their own dog as most dog owners do. Their favourite line of the episode, possibly the entire show. I do not care about the progress of Eddie's on-off again romance with the Ottoman. <laughs> 
So um, they conclude by saying that the dance scene is so wonderful. It's amazing to see Niles take a massive step forward in confidence and taking a chance. Um, and the show, and they point out that the show really accomplishes the will they, won't they, so much better than any other sitcom. Really brilliant. Perfect. Thank you, Blue in the North. Who in a box puts Will in a key? Will in a key, rather, not Will in a key. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to episode for The Friend yet, but I'm sure you guys will still make it a great listen, despite the hate for the episode. I mostly wanted to comment because in The Good Place, Will says how he wants the afterlife to be a stat screen, and I cannot agree more. I want to know what food I ate the most of, and anything imaginable. Time with my family would be good too. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyways, as always, I love your guys' company on my drive to work. Shame I'm caught up now. I have to wait a week between. Looking forward to Chelsea versus Villa to close out the season, eh? Cheers for the continued good work. I am not looking forward to that closing out the season. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't share your passion there, but who in a box? Wonderful to hear from you, and we're glad we're uh, keeping your drive company. Uh, next up, I think someone who we know is going to love this episode, mm. um, Reclia. Uh, it's finally here. It's Moondance. Um, so Moondance, my favourite episode of the season. Such a heartwarming and heartbreaking episode that I couldn't help but be emotionally invested in. The story builds perfectly. No scene is wasted. I loved seeing the, those two together and found it incredibly sweet watching them at the ball and so heartbreaking when Niles realised it was only an act. DHP really sold that reaction. Um, and I believe they passed on trivia to Cam Winston. Which I, I assume we've covered. I assume we read it out, but I don't know whose trivia that was. Um, unless they are Road Warrior 2000, then someone else has that nickname. So, Reckler, if your trivia hasn't made it down the wire, um, I, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like we're going to get a severe backlash from that. <laughs> um, Ludicrous Poppin' J put, Great job, guys. I agree that Niles and his petty jealousy were the saving grace of this terrible, terrible train wreck of an episode. However, this episode does provide me with my frequent quotes. I use arrogant bastards more liberally than perhaps I should. Uh, Ray Barbecue. I live two hours away from Kansas City, home, in my opinion, of the best barbecue you can find. Um, they, they reference Joe's Kansas City Barbecue, uh, which has lines frequently stretching far past the door and say, if we ever find ourselves in Kansas City, we have to go there. The ribs are apparently incredible, and anyone who claims otherwise is an arrogant bastard. Very much <laughs> looking forward to come live with me in Moondance, which I believe are Daphne's two strongest episodes to date. I'm hopeful she will finally earn her first act to pick. Well, there you go, Mr. Poppin' Jay. Um, he puts, your hard work is so appreciated by all of us. Thank you once again for doing what you do and doing it well. Very kind words. See, I didn't. I like ribs. I really like ribs, but I find they never really fill me up. That yeah, they're, I'm I'm with I, you. They're, and they they are a mess to eat. Like yeah. you don't want to eat them if you're on a date. Like you you look ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but they are delicious. Um, but no, I agree with you. You need like a big side of chips and you know yeah. slathered in mayo. Um, next up, we've got <laughs> Tahitian vanilla. Uh, guys, I've been missing an action from comments for a while, but not from listening. We are 20 weeks pregnant with our very first little We're Listening podcast listener. In addition to not remembering anything at all every day in my life, I could not remember my Reddit login. Um, I only do Reddit for this Wow, page. what a huge congratulations. Yeah, there. that's amazing. Amazing um, news. I, I, yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Congratulations on, on the pregnancy and best of luck with that. Yes. Um, Key, you haven't had Mexican food, burritos, or smoothies. What else? <laughs> Someone needs to cook for you. Seriously, make it happen. I only wonder what other of life's gifts you haven't eaten. <laughs> Please, for, eat a burrito. Find one. And have a smoothie for me. I can't imagine life without them. That's all. Um, 
I I will try and find a burrito and a smoothie. They also say that they were eating a burrito and a smoothie when they were writing <laughs> that message. Um, clearly, big fans. Um, um, I I I think if we if we could do a whole episode on the various foods I've not eaten, we could kind of get um, them together and, and eat them live. You know, it's key. Tell us <laughs> tell us how this burrito is going down for you. Can you imagine. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I will definitely try. Before, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if I can guarantee by the end of this season, but by the end of the run of the show, I will definitely eat a burrito, a Mexican food, and um, a smoothie. Well, I won't eat the smoothie. I'll drink a smoothie. I'll drink the smoothie. No. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Mischief Knight puts Moondance and Trivia Fun Bits. Martin relays his story about having feelings for the coroner at the morgue. He also met Hester over the police outline of a body. Seems to be a theme bit morbid here. I mean, that's I, I'm I mean, worried that's a side what, of Martin. I didn't want to know I about. I worry what Martin has to think about when he's making love. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, not something you need to be thinking about there. Martin, he, honestly, I know what he's thinking. He's thinking, where's my banana? <laughs> <laughs> Martin tells Eddie, I love you. I know. Oh, yeah. Good point. He says oh, he, he says it again. Um, he says, I love you, you little pinhead, I think. Yeah, he, like yeah he does. And he says, go and sit down. Um, I know Daphne thinks this is all an act, but she still has to go out initially with Niles, and there is no mention of Joe this episode, even though we spent all last week trying to find a place for them to do the deed. In fact, a lot of things that happen between now and when Daphne and Joe officially break up next season are a bit suspect. Hamish wanted me to remind you that you're both lovely men, and hashtag up the villa. There we go. Lovely stuff. And I think that sees us out for... Oh, I think we've got one left. Have we? we've got... Sirmis, who put it on? Oh, actually, just fifty-two minutes. Actually, oh so my while we were doing god, the episode. it's not even loaded on my one. Um, so, hello, Will and Key, and greetings from Finland. Wow, um, this is my first message on Reddit. Just want, just joined to give you guys a shout out. Um, been listening to your awesome podcast for a few months now, and I'm currently listening uh, episode sixty-one, "Kisses, Sweden, and Wine." Probably the funniest so that far. That was the funniest episode we did. That was the one I was on about, like the downstairs toilet and stuff. Oh I was, god, I was crying. Um, I just wanted to thank you for doing this especially in times like these we need this kind of stuff Uh, Frasier is my favourite sitcom it's quite popular here in Finland too although it hasn't been on TV for a long time now and when it has aired it's been on a strangely late time Um, luckily there are streaming services and a complete box set I recently purchased since there are no Finnish options um, I watched the episode with English subtitles Um, I find it a good way to keep up the relatively intellect compared to to, um, I, I find it a nice way to keep up with a relatively intellect compared to sitcoms in general and funny dialect. Anyway, keep up the good work. All the best, Marcus. Awesome. A so, Finnish listener. Yeah, that is great. Thank you so much, Marcus. Great to have you on board. It really and is. I really like, I'm just going to say, I really like Finland. Just sounds like a really nice place it does. to go to. It does sound um, nice. So shout out to Finland. Shout I'm out sure. to Finland, <laughs> indeed, and to Marcus. Um, and yeah, Kisses Sweet and Wine was incredibly funny. So I loved doing that episode. Um, thank you, everyone, as always, who wrote in this week. Lovely to hear from you. Next week will be the show where Diane comes back. Depends how you feel about the Cheers episodes. I would say a little bit of a misstep in what is a genuinely good run of episodes in this season. I think season three is really peaking after this episode. Um, and it has it crests for quite a while, or quite high content level. But not a giant fan of the show where Diane comes back. Because I never really liked Diane. Um, exactly, I feel exactly the same. She's extremely way, yeah. like neurotic and not in a like not in a Lilith kind of way either. More in just a like, oh my god, you're so shrill, Blaze, stop talking. Um, but I'm gonna have fun doing it anyway, as we always do. Uh, other than that, I've been Will. 
I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs